Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good afternoon, everybody. Uneducated economist here. So I was just reading this article talking about the Federal Reserve and the raising of interest rates and how that could cause the next recession. And this is a pretty common theme when you listen to a lot of the economists and people out there in general. They feel that if the Federal Reserve was to raise these rates, then the people who are looking to borrow money to buy a house or a car or run their business, it would become very difficult on these individuals and that would put a slowdown on the demand that is out there. And this is, like I said, this is a pretty common theme. I'll leave links down in the description for, the, for the, all these articles. But something I got to thinking about is, is that there's two things. You got demand and you got supply. And there is a supply chain breakdown taking place. But yet, they're arguing about raising their interest rates to put a slowdown on demand. Okay, now think about this for just a minute. They plan on raising rates in March. That's a few months away, right? We've got to get through February and then into March. At the same time, I feel that there is going to be a lot of relief when it comes to the supply chain breakdown. I think that there's probably going to be some issue with like say the vaccine mandates maybe fading away and the restrictions that a lot of people are feeling right now as part of the you know just part of that economy that isn't functioning in the way that it should. I mean, I'm not quite sure how to how to say it, but like all these mandates, all the vaccines, all the stuff that's going around COVID has restricted the economy and the flow of goods and services. Those things were to fade away at the same time that the Federal Reserve begins to raise rates. Well, it would be adding supply into the system. But see, nobody's talking about that. They're talking about the demand. See, they feel that the Federal Reserve and the and the low interest rates caused a lot of demand to take place out there, which there was. I mean, there was a lot of demand. I mean, there's no doubt about it. The online sales were going through the roof and, you know, people were, you know, buying into the idea that there was going to be some serious inflation coming into the future. So that inflation expectation had a lot of people like wanting to make purchases to try and get these items before they went up in price. But already we're starting to see the reverse effects of that as people realize it dawned on them, man, I really don't want all this stuff. And they're starting to return it back to the merchants. And I'll leave a link down in the description for that as well. So you can already see there's like this mentality, this man, gosh, I'm having a hard time talking today. This mentality of people who went from like a panic, oh man, we got to get this to, man, why, why do we have all this stuff? And there's this reverse of it. So as the inflation expectation begins to recede, people are going to look at their, at their life and the way that they are conducting themselves, and they're going to behave much differently. Now, I have a feeling that as this starts to happen, and the Federal Reserve is raising the interest rates, and the supply chain begins to free up, they're going to be pointing at the Federal Reserve saying, hey, look, 
what the Federal Reserve has done is fix the economy. Okay, not not like the people. This is going to be like the mainstream media is going to be out there pushing this narrative. And they're going to keep pushing it, saying that if the Federal Reserve doesn't continue to raise interest rates, then it would cause the inflation to come back to the prices. Okay, so let's talk about inflation in that sense today. Like we're not talking about the expansion of money and credit. We're talking about the prices. And so as people feel that the Federal Reserve and their raising of interest rates put a cap on inflation, what is actually going to be happening is that the supply chain is going to be freeing up, adding more supply, coming into the merchants, coming into the retail centers, coming through the supply chain. Like I said, there's going to be an issue with, like, say, the vaccine mandates coming to an end, making it less restrictive on the people out there. This is going to free up a lot of the supply chains, a lot of the restrictions that we're feeling right now. I mean, I hear people who are not vaccinated are having issues like in some of the major cities of just finding places to go and say, have a meal. When these things come to an end and people forget about, like say, I'm not going to even pay attention to this, anything that's going on, like any of this, like restrictions and you know, hold backs from being able to travel and stuff like that. If all that stuff comes to an end, you're going to see the supply of goods just flow through the country. At the same time, like I said, the Federal Reserve will be raising the interest rates. And so this will give them an excuse to continue to raise the interest rates, saying that if we don't continue to raise these interest rates, all this flowing, easy material coming through the system, that would come to an end. Right? These two don't have anything to do with each other. But yet they are going to look at one and say, that's the reason this is happening. I'm sure this is going to happen. I am sure of it. I mean, just like you can already see the mandates are coming to an end. Like, you know, people are already giving up on it. My state is still got the mask mandates in place. But there's a lot of places in this country that just doesn't care anymore. And once the entire nation doesn't care anymore... And places like California are freeing up that merchandise and letting it flow through the country again. And there's not 111 ships sitting off the coast waiting to get unloaded. When all that merchandise starts to flow through the system again more freely, you're going to see the inflation come to an end. And it doesn't matter what the Federal Reserve is doing. Okay, The Federal Reserve could raise or lower interest rates at that point. It ain't going to make any difference. The inflation will come to an end as far as the price increases. Now, you think about it. If if inflation goes from 7% to 5%, that's disinflation. There's going to be so much news about disinflation taking place, even though it's still going to be high inflation. It's still going to be running at 5% or 4% or something like that. And everybody's going to say, be singing the praises of the Federal Reserve and how the raising of interest rates is fixing the problem. It's not fixing the problem. What's fixing the problem or what will fix the problem is ending all the mandates and the regulations and the restrictions that are taking place. Once that comes to an end, then we'll see inflation come back down, regardless of what the Federal Reserve does. Now, as for corporations not being able to survive higher interest rates, because this is something that I have mentioned as well, and that if the U.S. 10-year Treasury was to rise... Because the 10-year is like the basis of all loans. Like everything follows the 10-year. It's not like the 10-year dictates what's happening. It just happens to be the one key indicator that 
that shows where interest rates are headed. So if the U.S. 10-year Treasury was to rise, you're going to see all interest rates begin to rise. And now if this 10-year 10 sorry guys, if this 10-year Treasury was to rise and become ever closer, the yield on it becomes closer to the corporate debt, then the people who are taking risk in the corporate debt would look at that and say, like, why are we taking on all this risk when we could be in the U.S. 10-year Treasury or in any kind of Treasury and have a guaranteed return? Like, the corporation may not pay you back. They may fail. They may go into default or whatever. But most likely, the U.S. government's going to pay their bill. So as the 10-year Treasury rises, because that's what the Federal Reserve is going to do, right? They're going to lift interest rates, and it's going to cause all interest rates to go. As this starts to take place, these corporations are going to start feeling the pain from it. Now, I know the Federal Reserve will not let these major corporations fail, right? They employ too many people, right? Too big to fail. So they're going to come in and bail them out, right? I mean, this is, this is what they did during the great financial crisis when all these corporations fail. They step in, like the government steps in, but it's it's through the Federal Reserve. Like, you know, the government wouldn't be able to bail these companies out if it wasn't for the fact that the Federal Reserve comes in with like quantitative easing. So this is the way that the government is able to like bail out GM Motors. I don't know if you remember, but back during like the great financial crisis, they were calling GM government motors because of all the bailout that the government did into GM. GM eventually paid off all those debts and were back on, you know, back independent again, away from the government. But I remember people were saying that, you know, the government has nationalized the auto industry. I mean, this was like a common theme out there that you heard. But something interesting has taken place over the last couple of years. See, a lot of these corporations have been gorging on this cheap debt. They have been selling a lot of, a lot of bonds, these corporate bonds. In fact, the Federal Reserve and the Treasury really stepped up the effort of getting people to buy into this corporate debt by setting up a special purpose vehicle. Now, we've talked about this on this channel many times, but for those who don't know, when the pandemic was kicking in and all the stimulus packages were coming out, the Federal Reserve set up a bunch of these lending facilities to make sure that there was backing that any corner of the financial market would not freeze up. Like they were there to backstop all of it. And part of that was a special purpose vehicle, which is like an entity separated from the Federal Reserve and the Treasury because the Federal Reserve can't really buy into a lot of this stuff. So they had to set up a separate entity in conjunction with the Treasury. They fund those, those special purpose vehicles with hundreds of billions of dollars. One of those was for the corporate debt, right? They were going to buy a bunch of corporate debt with this. And they put out news media like you wouldn't believe. And I mean, there was YouTubers out there screaming their lungs out about how the Federal Reserve was going to be buying into this corporate debt and how devastating this was going to be for the economy. The Federal Reserve set up the special purpose vehicle. They funded it with a lot of money and they bought a little bit of corporate debt with it. People started front running the Federal Reserve and they ran out there and they bought a ton of this corporate debt. The Federal Reserve really didn't have to do much at all. Well, now we're coming into a situation in which the Federal Reserve wants to raise these interest rates. And that's going to be very burdensome on these corporations. Except that a lot of them are sitting in a ton of cash. And I'll leave a link down in the description for you guys. Both Ford and GM are sitting on billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars. I forget how much. It was like, I think one of them was like $38 billion, The other one was like $35 billion or something like that. They have a lot of cash. 
And this is what they intend to work on. Right? Not selling bonds. They're not trying to sell their debt to try and create their funding to keep their business operations going. They already did that. And now they're sitting on cash. So I wonder how many other corporations have also done this. And that basically shields them from a rising interest rate. Okay? Think about this for just a little bit. The Federal Reserve is going to raise interest rates. I have very little doubt in my mind. I do not think that they can go very far with it. But if the corporations have already borrowed and are sitting on the cash, it doesn't matter where the interest rates go. And I also have to think that if a lot of this merchandise starts flowing into the country and cars all of a sudden start being made and sold, do they really want to sell those vehicles and all that stuff to a consumer at a low interest rate? Or would they rather sell it to you at a higher interest rate? I'll leave links down in the description for you guys. Uneducated economist, you guys let me know. Oh, and be sure and follow me over on Instagram. I'm trying to promote my Instagram uh, channel a little bit more. And podcast. I know you guys love to hear this. Or, sorry, guys. I know a lot of you guys like to love. I just cannot talk today. I know a lot of you guys would love to listen to the podcast as opposed to watching the videos. So I put all the videos onto podcast form and you can find links to all that stuff over at the uneducatedeconomist.com site. All right. Uneducated economist, you guys let me know.